Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And we're getting closer and closer to training camp's opening. Just about 10 to 15 days, we'll see rookies showing up. We'll see then the vets show up. And all these conversations will start to take place and start to take shape of the 2022 NFL season. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Alan Hahn hanging out with Key ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. To join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we are in July, Key, so that, that does mean you have a pretty big birthday coming up. Oh, yeah, 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 I do. Uh, my birthday is is right around the corner, 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, How old are you going to be, Key? Old enough. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm old enough. Um, You're going to join me on the other side. Yeah, it, it's just it's interesting. I've uh, been planning planning my birthday for quite a while with my family and stuff like that and friends and the whole deal, and we're going away. And I, it's we got some, you know, family. Family is interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, Especially us. When you're planning. What, what do you mean us? When you're planning any type of party or trip, family can make it very interesting. Yeah, because when you when you tell somebody, you go, "Hey, this is what we're doing," but you tell them like in advance, like I'm giving you like four or five months advance notice. Of course, yeah, you know, because you know you're going away, and it's going to take a minute to get certain things done and passports and things of that nature, and right. make sure things everything. Like you've but got you a pretty would... big deal planned here, right? What you're doing is you're you're, you're going out of the country. You're going to do something yeah. somewhere With my family great. And friends make and it stuff. fun. It is yeah. a big birthday. It's a big milestone birthday, and you want to do it right. So you set this up, and you tell everybody who's invited because I'm sure it's not a gigantic list. It's strictly family. Well, family and friends, and yeah. but yeah, it's basically family, and it's a lot but of you've, them. You've organized it, and everybody's aware. This is what we're doing, and this is when we're doing it. So, with that, there's some planning for them that needs to be done, so they can be part of this trip. I told you five months ago, though. But and now you, we here, we we right around the corner, yeah. and you still ain't got your passport. <laughs> so I guess you won't be going. You're gonna wait to the last minute to try to go down and and fill out the papers and. You're going to wait to the last minute rather than do it like everybody else and just fill the paperwork out, send it in, wait the two or three weeks or whatever it takes to get your stuff right. You want to wait to the last minute and hope and pray that the people allow you at this point in time to get it over the counter. Like, I, I don't. I don't understand us sometimes, man. But I know a guy, so don't worry about it. I can, I, don't worry. Key, I got a guy. He's going to take yeah, but care I, of it. But I can't depend on a guy because if, <laughs> if I'm getting it from a, I know a guy, anything might happen. They might put you in jail because you know the guy. You can't be relying on that sort of stuff. My family drives me crazy, though. It, it, it's like, jeez, man, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, what's wrong with us? Why we can't just do it the right way, right? How come we just can't do it the way? Simple. Fill out the damn application. Yeah. Take the picture. Go to the post office, send it in, done. pay the little $200 or whatever it is, and be done with it. 
Why all of a sudden we got to go uh, expedite, rush, do all of those sort of things and hope and pray that it comes back before the plane leaves? Then it's I, a you, but then it becomes a you problem, right? Key, you can't help no, me. You don't, don't know people. Key? No, it don't you don't know people. No, it don't oh, doesn't want me there. Beca- key doesn't want me there. Yeah, he doesn't no, it doesn't become uh, Alan. It doesn't become a me problem because one thing that my family knows, they already know. I won't even respond. Oh well. Oh well. You know it get, You know it gets better, right? When everybody gets there, and then everybody gets together, and it's like you get your room. You good? Yeah, I mean, rooms all right. No, the you rooms would be fine. I ain't worried about that. You couldn't do that. You, yeah, I, I saw their room was a little bit nicer. Yeah, no, you, I've had. You know I've that had, happens. I've had some of that before. Why I got this and why I've gotten that. <laughs> I don't even pay attention to people when they start talking like that. Especially when it's I your birthday. Know. Like you shouldn't have a single headache. Like nothing. When you get no, there, no, but I'm I'm a I'm a. Um, I don't want to say a control freak. No, but you're hands-on. Yeah, I'm hands-on. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to always make sure. It was like we did a uh, we did a walkthrough mm-hmm. yesterday for the actual, for my party at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to the individual who was helping us, and we were talking about certain things that need to be done. And uh, Jessica says, oh, what about the, the, uh, the trash, you know, needs to be picked up, da-da-da-da. I said I'm gonna make sure that the people make it. I'm gonna make sure that they are emptying out the trash cans as they get full because you know people are gonna have yep. bottles and this and they're gonna be mm-hmm. eating and throwing stuff away and the cans can get full and they were wondering if they get full who's gonna tie them up and move them to the trash area. I said, oh, I'm gonna make sure. Don't they're like you're gonna be partying and da, da, da. I said yes, but I'm going to <laughs> make sure. Don't you worry because people are being paid to do these things and they're going to do them. That's yeah. the bottom line. You, so you're you're always going to be aware of that stuff. You always. can't let go. It's just who I am. Yeah, you can't let go. But that's that's what makes you you. I mean, that's what it's about. But so you got the party and then you've got the trip and all this stuff that all this stuff that you're dealing with with the planning and everything else. Is there ever going to be a point where you're just going to chill? Or no, can I'll, you not do I'll that? be able I'll be able to chill. And, and I'll be able to chill and stuff like that, but you you can't let go. I got to make sure it's right though. Now, even though yeah. I'm not the one giving the party, about <laughs> by by, by uh, best friends, one of my best friends' wife and my wife are the ones giving the party. I'm not so giving the party, right? You know, but I got to make sure it's right. Is there an entrance? Like, are you going to be like you know, like at the party now? Now, obviously, the trip is the trip. Everybody's just there. That's family. But the party you're have is there an entrance? Like, are you going to make a grand entrance or anything like that? Oh no, like I'll that? be there before people even come. So, so that's so. All right, so it's I'm already be chilling, and when people show up, I'm already like chilling. I was are wondering you gonna how get, that works. Are you going to get carded at your own party? <laughs> no, I probably won't get carded. Yeah. No, I probably won't. That's not surprising. Yeah, right. No, I I'll be like, I'll, I'll be in the backyard chilling, though, man. Yeah. So I always wonder how that works because normally when like you have a party at your house, you're already there. People come in. But yeah, I, I don't know if, 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 you know, famous rich people like you oh, do, like, God, a whole stop. entrance. I didn't know stop. if that's how it worked. They play music. Everybody has to stop. Everybody, like, looks, you know, the, no, the, I the band you, plays, I like, can, a song. You, you, you ride in on a white horse. Maybe that. No. No. No, no none of that. That, that, no. I'll be chilling in the pool, just chilling. I mean, I'll, you know, be probably sipping on some stuff and enjoying mm-hmm. enjoying the milestone. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to live, man. 
Yep. I think too many people try to run from it. I ain't, I'm good with it. Nah, not at like all. Like it's you know it's plenty of food, plenty of alcohol, plenty of anything everybody gonna want. I mean it's there. I mean it's just you know it's gonna be all right. You got all that, and you'll be keeping an eye on the garbage cans as well, making sure they're not filled. Typical dad. You well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to look. I mean, I don't want. I don't blame you. Stuff pouring out the sides. This is not like a six-year-old birthday party. <laughs> it's adults only. You know, and and uh, you know, no kids, adults only. It's, oh, it's even better. Yeah, no kids. Nah, we can't. Because nice. yeah, adults no, are going to be adults, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. need kids. You know, we are in California, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I don't want the the air to all of a sudden seem like there's smog in the air. <laughs> you know why are they laughing so much, Mom? <laughs> a consumption lounge will be definitely there, understood. So. Definitely yeah. understood. Well, while you're celebrating that milestone birthday and everything else like that, there will be training camps opening up all around the NFL. And one of the th- one of the teams that we're doing two a days. One of the teams we've been talking about throughout the show today, Washington Commanders in the NFC East. And the NFC East is like, like it is that division that every year someone else wins. Like it's never been consecutive. Nobody dominates that division. So a team that you think, well, they're the best team in the division, doesn't necessarily become the best team in that division each year. You said something though earlier in the show that I found interesting when you said that Carson Wentz has the least pressure on him of any quarterback in that division. When you consider all of the quarterbacks in that division have some kind of pressure, whether it's Wentz, I think just to prove himself. Because of what happened, I mean, he's on his third team in three years. Two teams gave up on him, especially the Colts in one year gave up on him. Jalen Hurts, prove that you are the franchise quarterback for this team. Dak Prescott, well, you're a Cowboys quarterback. You have to prove every year that you are the guy. Prove that you're worth that contract. Prove that you can win a Super Bowl. And then there's the Giants and Daniel Jones. It's a new head coach. It's a new GM. You are not their guy. And he's got to prove that he, he can be a starter who doesn't turn the football over in the NFL. Does he have the most pressure on him then in that division? Uh, you know, I think it's Carson. Well, I think I think it's Dak Prescott. Then Just I think because of Cowboys? Because it's the Cowboys. He's got yeah. a big deal. They, he hasn't taken his team beyond uh, a division uh, playoff game. He's got to get them even further. Then I think it's. Daniel Jones because people want to see what he is like like what is he can we cut bait as Tyrod Taylor taking over in week five Mm -hmm. then you get the Jalen Hurts then you get the Carson Wentz at four people will say what are you talking about Carson Wentz he was run out of Philly he was run out but there's no pressure on him all he's got to do is dink and dunk don't screw it up that's all he has to do and I think that's Ron Rivera's way of looking at things, run the football, play defense, and put enough points on the board to get out of there with a W. They're not going to ask Carson Wentz to throw the ball all over the lot in, in, in you know, 40, 45 times a game. That's well, not they weren't, who he is. They weren't really doing that in, in, in Indianapolis either. I mean, they had a strong running game, yet somehow he found a way to screw it up, especially late in the season. Those last two losses, especially the one in, in Jackson. Because they didn't stick to the strong running game. They got away from it and started asking him to do too much mm. in crucial moments of the game. Yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's, that division is always fascinating. It's a huge rivalry division, but each of those quarterbacks has a certain story about them. And we'll continue, of course, with that conversation and more with you. But right now we want you to tune into an AL rivalry, American League, of course, rivalry tomorrow night. 
And what other American League rivalry are we talking about other than Red Sox and the Yankees? It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. Jeff Darlington, the Bears will win blank games this season. Look, they won, what, six games last year? I'll say seven this year. They're, they're one game better this year. I say yeah. four games. Ooh, I'm giving them four. Ooh, that's four, okay. okay. You went a little that's okay. You got a new head coach. You have no offensive weapons for a young quarter. I mean, they don't have anything. They out there messing around with Jeff Darlington, Keyshawn yeah. Johnson, and Allen Hahn. Like, come on. <laughs> that's quite... A contrast. Jeff Darlington saying seven wins. Keyshawn Johnson saying four in Chicago to get into this conversation and more. We bring in Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter. And also, I'm not sure if it was if it's going to be today, but yesterday on as I'm a key, it's now called the take, apparently, right? We heard that before. The take. Courtney on first take yesterday. Courtney, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hello, Courtney. Are you back on The Take again this week? I or? am. I am finishing nice. out the week strong and then doing some radio. So this, uh, our initiative, our SWAT initiative for all these NFL teams uh, that I was made aware of yesterday, I uh, think we have the Bears today too. So, yes. you know, just, just getting me ready for, for my radio show later on. Perfect. Yes. Well, well you heard the rejoin. So you I heard did. the part where Key's saying four wins. Jeff Darlington thinks seven uh, what are you seeing out of the Bears this year? You know, if, if there's any year for them to draw the schedule that they did to draw the NFC East, you know, and actually like be able to make something of it, it's not this year when they're in the very beginning stages of this rebuild and have so many questions on the roster. I think that they're a six-win team at most right now. Um, it, it's hard when you look through, you know, they've got San Francisco at home to start the season. No, we don't know who's starting at quarterback, but it's still the San Francisco 49ers who I think are a playoff team. And then Green Bay and, you know, the division itself, like it's it's the Packers. There's a big gap between them and the Vikings. And then you may put the Detroit Lions ahead of where the Chicago Bears are right now uh, in the pecking order. So, no, I think it's going to be a pretty trying year for them, all things considered. And they expected it to be that way. You can talk the talk right now, but walking the walk when you're 3-10 and 10 in December is going to be pretty difficult. So we'll see how that plays out and how you know the first year with Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and their partnership plays out. But right now, it's all set up to be – a learning curve type year for this Bears team. Yeah, and, and, and Courtney, you're right about that. It's a learning curve. But when you look at the schedule, and I haven't even looked at the Bears schedule, like studied it, they're not better than any team that they go face. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the reality of it. They they're might be on par with Houston. They might be better than Houston. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was going to say probably Houston, and that's it. Or right? the Giants. Or, or the Giants. Man, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know that they're better than the Giants. The Giants certainly got better players. Right, I mean, I would take the I would take Saquon Barkley over over um, Montgomery. David Montgomery. Montgomery. I mean, wouldn't you? Depends what version of Saquon you're going to get. Um, I think David Montgomery's motivated this year because he's in a contract year, and this is well. So is Saquon. <laughs> Saquon's well, in the same place. That's true, but I feel like, and I know that you know, very similar situations where they've got new play callers. Um, you know, I know that Saquon's dealt with the injury issues that David Montgomery has not, even though Montgomery did miss a couple games last year with a knee thing, but. 
you know, th- again, it's like a toss up. We're trying to like take bad teams and be like, well, who's like the the least bad of the worst teams? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but see, I, I look at it. This is what we do in New York, though, Courtney. Though, I look at the positions, right? Mm-hmm. Are they better? To me, they're better with a healthy Saquon than a healthy Montgomery. I think that's why Saquon was drafted where he was drafted. That's why he had sure. the first two seasons the way he had them. I also look at the receiver positions for uh, the Giants versus the, Giants the receivers for too. Chicago. They're better. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just better. And so when you start piecing it together, I'm like, Chicago, that's why I gave them four wins. I'm like, eh, it's a throwaway year, and, and they should be okay with that. The thing that I want to see, and I'm sure you want to see as well, is is Justin Fields going to get better from where he was a year ago in spot duty? Is he more consistent? Does he show flashes of playmaking ability? And if he does that, then I think the Bears should be happy. Yes, and there's going to be a lot that he has to do in spite of what's not around him this year. And I know that when you ask someone to improve when the situa- situation around them has not improved, that's that's a lot to put on a second-year quarterback who's still trying to break some of the habits that he had formed in college, the ones that he formed last year that he has to unlearn. And we heard him talk about it all offseason, changing the footwork, the way that, you know, his, his, what his drop looks like in this offense because this is a scheme that's predicated on rhythm and timing. And so much of that is releasing the ball before your wide receiver is open, knowing that it's going to get there because you've worked to build that chemistry and being able to put the ball in a specific place and not holding on to it too long. That was one of his fatal flaws coming out of college, and it showed in the NFL during his rookie season. So breaking those habits and showing improvement within himself and not having the burden of winning games to do that I think would be the best case scenario for Justin Fields where I know that that's probably difficult to tell a professional athlete, like, don't worry about the games. Like, just do the best that you can. Um, These guys are competitors. They want to win. Justin Fields is a competitor, and he was taken, you know, 11th overall for a reason. But this, in a lot of ways, is – I mean, there was – there was dysfunction in Chicago last year. It wasn't Jacksonville dysfunction, but I feel like if we're going to go ahead and give Trevor Lawrence the mulligan year and say, all right, this year is your rookie season because of everything with, with the with the Urban Meyer and all of that, Like, I think that that's only fair that you kind of view Justin Fields the same way and not as, a Chicago, as Chicago, some Chicago Bears fans will, have the impatience of being like, we need to know after year two if he's the guy or not, because you're not going to know after year two like whether he's your franchise quarterback or not. That's not going to be until 2023 at the earliest, because by next offseason, you expect them to be far more active in trying to improve the roster around him. The resources will be there to do there to do that. They'll get a first-round pick again. Like There's a lot of things that will break their way after they can just kind of like get through this season, you know, you you you. It's interesting you said that because I've been that's that's how I judge and I look at players and positions and things like that about Mulligan years based on the circumstances that they were in. I've been saying it all morning, but I also said it many months ago that he didn't really play. Okay, mm-hmm. the coaching was bad. You can't all of a sudden say this is his second year. Well, it's not his second year. It's his first year. Yep. That was a preseason year for him. Now he gets a full season as the starting quarterback with a new staff 
2023 you start to look at and be able to say after the 2023 season, is he showing enough progress that we want to continue with him at the quarterback position? Let me ask you this question, though, and, and give me an honest answer, and I know you will because I I probably feel a certain way probably different than you. Is Justin Fields better than Mitch Trubisky? I believe so. I don't think we can make that determination yet because when we were going into year two of Mitch Trubisky, similar, like almost like to a T, exact same situation. Like he was drafted when John Fox was here, and then Fox gets fired and Matt Nagy gets brought in. That 2018 year from Trubisky, I mean, there were a lot of bad things to, that you can look back to about the quarterback play that got covered up because they had one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like, the flaws in, in Trubisky's game are different than the ones with with Justin Fields. I think that I think we can all agree that Trubisky, where he was taken, was an overdraft. But that said, Fields, Fields is a first-round talent. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you about that. I just don't know yet if he can be a franchise quarterback. Like that's the answer we're all going to be looking for. And like the can he take the steps to get there this year? Like can we can we look at certain things? Because you know I think I was on with you guys last month when he had talked about like no I'm not ready for the season to start mm-hmm. right now. Like I don't I'm not ready to play a game. We're not ready to play a game. And some people like got really pressed about that sort of honesty. That he displayed and tell he doesn't love football. He doesn't love. He's not locked in. I'm like, no. Like he's he's like me. He wants Man. it to slow down. He wants to enjoy his summer because once once training camp hits, it, it's a it's a, it's 27 straight weeks of work, and this is going to be an uphill battle for him in a lot of respects this year. So I feel like the training that he's doing now, all the work that he's putting in before he even gets to training camp, and we've heard about the throwing sessions with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and trying to build that chemistry and that connection because he has good days in practice from what we've seen, especially in minicamp. It was a, kind of like a microcosm of what we had heard from, from Matt Eberflus and others about what the offseason looked like for Fields. Like one good day, one not-so-good day, and then being able to like bounce back from that. Fortunately, from what we've heard, like he's never had two really bad days in a row. But there's been these stretches that you know it looks like the offense is still this major work in progress, and everything's kind of been up and down. Like when he gets to training camp, that's when I think we're going to be able to judge a little bit more of how ready does he look for this season. Like how mm. how ready is he to command this team? Because you can you can talk to players all you want in the off season and they're going to sell you a bill of goods whether it's true or not about yeah like his command of the huddle like you know he's really got the room I mean the good thing is and the truthful thing is he knows that this is his team going in he doesn't have to fight that uphill battle of some pseudo quarterback competition that should have never happened last year with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles that should have been Justin Fields job like it or not from the beginning of the year, or it should have been Andy Andy Dalton's job, no quarterback competition. He was put in a bad spot last year. So I think that now that he's not, that's a great thing for him in the mentality aspect of this is my team. I don't have to, like, tiptoe around anything anymore. I'm going to lead the way I want to, and we'll see if that translates to what, what that translates to on the field. Yeah, that, that indecision last year is why there's a new regime in Chicago. 100%. And will they have patience? Because, you know, they always say, that's not their guy. They didn't draft him, and this is a quarterback draft coming up. So there's a little bit of pressure on him to make sure that he lets them at least see enough evidence to continue to go forward with him as they're finally QB1. Courtney, 
Always good to talk to you. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy first take. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so we go from the Bears to the Lakers. Why LeBron might be throwing his weight around to bring in Kyrie. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Alan Hahn in for Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM, Channel 8. Here we go with LeBron James. He's the only person that has extreme value, that you'll never get equitable compensation for his greatness. So we got all of that going on. You the Lakers, where you going? You got nothing. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn and Key here with you. And Key, I'm having enunciation issues today. Major. It is definitely a Friday. I think, I think whenever somebody's not on the show, we shouldn't say their names. Right? I think we should change. What do you mean? If somebody's on vacation or something, we shouldn't yeah. say Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We Don't say, say their names? No. Whoever's off, name is off that day. So it's, so, it's just, so it's just Keyshawn, presented by Progressive Insurance? No, it should be Keyshawn and Han, presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I mean, you make and that And then if I'm not decision. on, if I'm not on, it should be Keyshawn, J- Han, and J. Will. <laughs> Why can't it just be Han and Keyshawn? I think that flows better. Yeah, that's fine. I don't oh, care. Okay. I like that you I, think I, your name would ever be first. <laughs> that's what, no, I wanted Key to react to that. That's all. Yeah, I was doing. but see, the thing is, is he well, can't I'm, trick me. <laughs> I know where that was going. People automatically assume my name has to be first. You see the Yankees last night? I don't watch baseball. No, yes, you do. You watch when it. Com- when it comes, when it comes to. Other teams outside of the Dodgers, I don't. So watch. you just watch. The, you don't watch baseball. You just watch the Dodgers. That's, that's no. I, I actually do watch the Yankees and the Dodgers. Are mm. Really, the only two teams that I have appointments for. Other than that, same. I, I don't really. I was watching the Dodgers. I, I was watching the Dodgers two nights ago, and um, my son comes in. He goes, "Why are you watching that?" I was like, what's wrong with it? He was like, it's slow and boring. It's the same guy batting, and I left 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I get the same reaction from my kids. It's the same thing. I'm like, it's just, it's peaceful. It's good to sleep too. But when you get Red Sox, Yankees, it's never peaceful. And last night's game was uh, was fun. It was a thriller. Cole gave up a couple home runs to Devers. Other than that, he was good, but it was just the two home runs. Devers hit a three run and a two run shot, and it's just suddenly a 6 5 game. 
But the Yankees hold on to win because their bullpen's really good. But you can get that AL rivalry on Sunday. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And at 7 p.m. on ESPN, little Red Sox-Yankees. Yankees have a 15-game lead in the division, Key. It's a wrap. 15 games. Yeah, it's a wrap. We're not even at the halfway point of the year. All-Star all stars coming up here in Los yep. Angeles, too. So that'll be yeah. fun. I'm, I'm actually playing a softball game. Are you? N- next Friday night. Yeah, ESPN 710 here in Los Angeles is having an all-star uh, deal. So softball nice. game. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to participate in it. At Dodger Stadium? I, you know, that's a good question. It won't be at the stadium. All but right. it'll be it'll be somewhere yeah. in LA. I don't know exactly where. I got to get all that information. You know, I wait for the last minute. Did you you play baseball? Then yeah, I he said that yeah. he could hit a ninety mile an hour fastball. When did when you did say I that? say that? You uh, like a year ago when I don't even remember exactly when, but you said I, openly I can, multiple times that you could hit a ninety mile a an hour. Ninety fastball. I can, mile I can, an hour I can, fastball. I can make contact for sure. My I don't think my bat speed has gotten that damn slow. Actually, I played baseball though, Pat. You act like you act like I'm just a guy. Look, you actually you also played basketball. We saw how that went. Well, I was out of shape. Do you see this now? You see that? You see how fast I get in shape? You see all that? <laughs> Why are you yeah. showing arms? <laughs> well, I can show legs too. Arms are not, no, no, no. Your limbs were know. not the issue. Yeah, there we go. Was the problem? Oh, there. why weren't? Why aren't we? <laughs> You see that? We see we're not on TV anymore, unfortunately. That, yeah, I that would have been. Oh, he's just now. You see that? Uh, we're, sh- we're shirtless now. You see all that? That no. that's different, man. No. If only the world could be on Zoom with us. You are recording screen recording right now, Pat. Right? Of course you are. Oh, we can get <laughs> that video. What? Don't you worry. Yes, we can. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> Screen recording the video while you were doing that. I'm sure they were. If they play it, I'm gonna sue. <laughs> that was that. That was definitely too good. Um, th- this conversation we had earlier in the show, though, Key, was something that drew a lot of reaction. But it is it is another one of your your LA teams, not the Dodgers, but the Lakers. Like this this story is something that I'm watching closely, just because of the leverage play that could be here for LeBron James. When it comes to improving the roster, it sounds pretty clear that he wants Kyrie Irving on the Lakers. It seems inevitable that he will be on the Lakers. We're going to talk to Brian Windhorst in a couple of seconds here, but just listen to something that he said about how LeBron is using his leverage for his contract extension, which is in August, to get what he wants, which could be Kyrie. The one thing that is a... There's a potential change agent here. LeBron James wants Kyrie Irving. And it's not because he wants Kyrie Irving because he's the best teammate in his history. He wants Kyrie Irving because the Lakers can get him. He doesn't have a whole lot of choice. And he knows that he's got a contract extension situation coming up. And that's the change agent. If there's no deal by early August when LeBron can extend, will LeBron use that as a leveraging point to force the Lakers? If I were the Nets, I might be hoping so. Now, the Nets' perspective key is this. Like, the clock isn't really ticking fast right now for them, but you can see no deals are happening because they're asking price for both players as high as it should be. You know, Kevin Durant as well. He's trading Kevin Durant. I mean, Rudy Gobert got four first-round draft picks. But we start the conversation there. But, you know, and Kyrie is just on a one-year, so I can understand if maybe you're not going to get a lot for him, but you're also not going to dump players on me that I don't really want just, just to, you know, help me get rid of a headache. But... 
on the other side, when you get closer to the regular season, when we get close to October, Nets, are, Nets don't want to bring all that back into training camp, so they're going to want to make a deal. But if you're the Lakers, do you just make a deal because you don't want to lose LeBron? Like, is this a LeBron leverage play, like Wendy said? Uh, I think he could be. But if LeBron tries to leverage the Lakers by giving ultimatums on not signing his extension, I think it would it would backfire on him in L.A. I think it would backfire on him in L.A. because they So he won't sign the extension, they'll say, fine, don't? I think so. Wow. I, I really honestly believe that the, the Genie Buss and the Lakers have had it with the control, demands, whatever you want to call it, of – Rich Paul, Clutch, LeBron James, his whole that whole deal. It feels mm-hmm. like that way. At the end of the season, Jeannie talked about it's on her, taking yep. control back, all of that sort of stuff. And now you hear Wendy talk about the extension in August. If he doesn't sign an extension, it, it could be it could be bad for him in LA if he does not sign the extension. What do you because, mean by bad for him in L.A.? Not necessarily with the franchise. You mean in the in the market? Uh, in, the, in the franchise, the marketplace, how people feel about him, even though he won a championship here. He is now a Los Angeles Laker, and he's expected to sign and not run somewhere else. Um, that's the way the fans, I think, will feel about him if he decided to say, I'm not opting in, I'm not signing. It, mm. It'll turn into another, another situation for him. Yeah, and if he does that, what options are there for him? What are, what are the best places for him to go at this stage of his career? Like I said, we have Brian Winhorst coming up next, and we'll get deeper into this conversation with him on that and also where the Nets are with KD and Kyrie. How soon, how close are we to a blockbuster trade of both of these players? We'll discuss that and more next with Wendy. It's Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here we go with LeBron James. He's the only person that has extreme value, that you'll never get equitable compensation for his greatness. So we got all of that going on. You the Lakers, where you going? You got nothing. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's Keyshawn and Han. Let's do it that way, right? No J-Will, no Max today. <laughs> ESPN Radio. And um, so you heard in the Sports Center, so Rafael Nadal had to withdraw from Wimbledon because uh, of a abdominal tear. He had a, actually a, a, a tear and also like a cut in his um, – on his stomach, he was playing through it, which shows you a lot of toughness, but he had to withdraw. We have somebody on the show who has a similar injury, although not in his uh, abdomen, uh, in his head, but yet he's playing through it. And that's James Steele, one of our producers. And it's a story uh, of how it happened that Pat Costello finds hysterical. Pat, you, you were there. You saw it. How did this all go down? Yeah, so James was reaching over into a drinks cooler to get a, a soda, and as he backed up, he smashed his head against a shelf, which then caused him to lurch forward and smash the front of his head against the cooler, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I was, I was like... It was funny? I was like... Hysterical. Le- I was like legitimately hurt, and Pat was practically on the floor rolling around laughing at me. Did you bleed? Yeah, I did. Bleeding. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Pat's just laughing through the blood gushing out of your head. A nice gash on his head, and it was the funniest thing of all time. I could not stop laughing. It was so ridiculous. It was so insane. I I don't I don't think so. Are you sure you were concussed? Do you remember how it happened? I oh I remember it. Uh, but like my head hurt all day yesterday. I was I was kind of mm. afraid to take a nap. Might have some symptoms. Yeah, taking a nap with the concussion. I was, irri- yeah. I was irritable. I was tired. Well, you're always irritable. Had, oh, that's yeah, oh know. yeah. Well, first of all, why are you drinking soda? Yeah, let's start there. I was getting a, I was getting a drink. I was looking in the cooler to see what was in there. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Explain to him Uh-oh. what type of soda this was. Oh yeah, and all of this for just a, a bad soda. It was like flat. Yeah, see, it wasn't even a good soda. Wow. But that's why you shouldn't flat. be drinking soda, though. Oh, I, I don't do it often. But it what doesn't matter you how out, often. We, you we shouldn't be out. drinking soda. Soda is disgusting. We now, how, have you discussed this with? Was this on the premises? Is this on campus? ESPN? No, 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 no. We we left. We left and went somewhere. Uh, somewhere well, we. Uh, there's your uh, first lesson. Our 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 friend Jerry was talking about for a couple weeks. So just mm. to get a sandwich, you know, have, hang out as a as a unit. And and get some food, and uh, I, I ended up legal being case injured. Here. I do think we have a legal case here. I mean, was the shelf maybe you know? Not oh, exactly the shelf in a good is position? in an awful spot. I don't know what they're. Th- I all I did I was like I didn't like back up or anything. I just see, that's when you supposed to. That's when you supposed to lay down flat just on your back with arms ground. out. Let the blood and, continue and, to and, gush. Yeah, don't make move. it a scene. Like it should look like Stranger Things. There should be blood everywhere. Lawyer, Hold your head. Lawyer up and yes. come with a neck brace on and mm-hmm. everything. Right, right. I don't remember my name. A full body cast. You're supposed to lay out. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. KJM, Keyshawn and Han today, ESPN Radio. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. A lot of conversation today that has been sparked. Um, a lot of the callers early in the show, hot and heavy, as this conversation involving Kyrie Irving, the Lakers, LeBron James, and Leverage. And this is something that was brought up by Brian Windhorst, who joins us right now. Good morning, Wendy. How are you? Good morning. What's so up, you, man? You mentioned the, the the leverage play by LeBron. We played it in the previous segment. And how he could use his contract extension, which is uh, August, to get what he wants, which is Kyrie. And Key kind of feels like that wouldn't be a smart move by LeBron. Like, can you just go through, like, why you see it as LeBron has leverage here to get what he wants? Let me give you a brief history real quick. When LeBron was in Cleveland, he kept the blade over their head the whole four years he was there. He signed short contracts. He had options in his contract. In the four years he was in Cleveland, <clears throat> he signed three different deals, Okay. And uh, when he signed with the Lakers, he immediately gave him a four-year contract right out of the gate. There was no pressure. And then two years into that, he signed an extension with no option in it. Can you imagine, you know, what's coming up is LeBron's uh, last year of his contract. He didn't have an option for this year. Can you imagine if, if LeBron had an opt-out this year? Can you imagine as we were waiting on Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Brad Bradley Beal that we were also waiting on what LeBron would do? Can we? Can you imagine how the Lakers would be operating differently if LeBron was sitting out there as a free agent waiting for an off-season move to decide to resign? He has never in four years applied any contract pressure to the Lakers. It's it's been a luxury to this point. And frankly, the Lakers compared to the Cavs. The Cavs spent much more aggressively than the Lakers did. Um, and I think LeBron, at the trade deadline last year, was frustrated. He was frustrated the Lakers didn't, didn't did, uh, you know, go into the picks that they still have to make a move. And it led to his comments in Cleveland about the future. That was a couple of days after the, the, the inaction at the trade deadline. It frustrated him. And so now we're in the offseason. The Lakers have signed um, Lonnie Walker. Okay, and then a bunch of minimum role players. Sure, maybe one or two of them will work out. Maybe one or two of them will be non-factors. And LeBron is hearing about how the Lakers are unwilling to trade the the two first-round picks they've got left that they're able to trade. So he gets his first chance to apply contract pressure with the Lakers, uh, starting with this extension. Now, it doesn't mean that he's absolutely going to do it, but he has that option 
to to put against them. And I'm just saying, with Kyrie out there and the Lakers, you know, trade discussions hinging on what they're willing to add to the trade, it is very interesting as LeBron's contract extension deadline or a, a date approaches. Yeah, <clears throat> sure, but the, the, the reason I feel the way I feel about it, Wendy, is because I look at L.A., being from L.A., the fan base of the Lakers, been here my entire life, been a Laker fan my entire life, know a little bit about the organization, know people in the organization, and I know the fan base. If LeBron James decides that he's going to try to hold them in a situation where they've got to do what he says, and then you mentioned trade deadline a year ago, they didn't do what he said. They decided to do what they wanted to do, and – Jeannie Buss at the end of the season told Bill Plasky, who is a L.A. Times writer, as you know, columnist, said, hey, I got to take this thing back and do it the way I want to do it. And that's where she's at. So if LeBron decides that he's not going to sign an extension, two-year extension, and then go to another team, I can only imagine the way the fan base here in Los Angeles would look at LeBron James, given the fact that, yeah, you know, he's, he's had some business ties here and he's going to do well without it. But it won't be the same. He won't be treated the same way. It'll be a little bit different. And I don't know if LeBron really cares, but I'm sure he doesn't want that, given the fact that he put down such strong roots in Los Angeles over the last couple of years. Key, let me tell you why I roll my eyes at that. Because who is the most popular Laker of our lifetime? Uh, it would be Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe is a god to the Lakers fans, right? Kobe told the Lakers, trade me. I don't like the way you're handling your business. Trade me or else. And he wasn't happy with what they had on the team, and they didn't trade him, but they went to the wall and traded for Pau Gasol within a couple of months. And that trade triggered three straight finals runs and two titles. Um portraying LeBron as as acting differently than Kobe. And look, I know there's nuance in there. I'm aware that it's apples to apples. But, like, you know, if LeBron uses leverage to try to force the Lakers into action, how much really different is that Kobe demanding a trade and forcing the Lakers into action? It's not so much different, different, though, uh, Brian. It's so much different because guess what we did? We and I keep saying we, but the the, the Lakers, <laughs> they went and did it already, right? They gave him full autonomy, and guess what happened? They got a championship out of it, but then they gave him full autonomy again last year with Westbrook, and it didn't go well. Then he wanted to double down with John Wall potentially to coming over. Okay, and- but again, he uh, Kobe wanted Shaq traded. He got traded, and the Lakers went into a tailspin relative to where they were. So again, let's I mean, let's just be honest. Like um, you know, like 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 you can debate whether a player should have uh, you know, this much sway. That's a that's a discussion that I'm willing to entertain. No, he but should have he LeBron's should behavior, He should have well, I'm just saying like well, Yeah, but what LeBron's doing isn't that far from what Kobe did and Kobe is untouchable in the Lakers uh realm. And you know, so if you want to criticize LeBron, you can, but don't Make it like the Lakers fans aren't willing to support that type of uh, that type of uh, franchise leader. Yeah, but the problem is if he opts out and don't sign the extension. See, Kobe was still here. If Kobe would have decided to leave, 
then it would be a different conversation. That's what I'm saying about LeBron. If LeBron decides that he wants to take his show back on the road, that's such a major letdown in a city. Now, if he comes back, it's I hate to do this to you, Key, but Kobe did it too. He was a free agent, and he wouldn't resign until Shaq was gone. He did it too. But he resigned. Because he got what he wanted. Yeah, but, but and that's the leverage. And that, no, that, but but that's, the a, that's the leverage play that, that he's talking about. Yeah, that, but 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 based on what Jeannie said at the end of the season, though, based she's not going to play that said, game anymore. She's not playing that game anymore. If, if I can interject, that's though, fine. Because... Hey, that's fine. What Jeannie wants to do, that's fine, and and that's part of a of a wider push in the league of owners pushing back on players. But it's I, I think if you want to pour. That's a that's one conversation, but if you want to portray LeBron's viewpoint in the fan base, there's hypocrisy that goes on if the Lakers fans are going to hold it against them and also paint murals of Kobe uh, as the untouchable you know god of all Lakerdom. Yeah, and, and and really just the one thing to add is that Kobe was in his prime. LeBron at the still you know at the advanced uh, age, even though he has played uh, terrifically over the last years with the Lakers. Wendy, we got to leave it right there, though. There's so much more to get with you, but hopefully we can catch up at another time. All the best. This is Have a great weekend, guys. He gives us such great insight. No, no, it, it really is great insight, but it also leads to more conversation, which we have to do, reacting to things that he said there. Coming up next. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 